Hello, and welcome back to the Dr. Corky's podcast, where, of course, the doctor, me, interviews people or talks to myself about certain subjects. Today, I actually have my first guest, Ethan Butler. Howdy. So, today's subject is going to be video games, of course, because as, as, because as I have mentioned, I am a nerd, and so are my friends. So, Ethan, we're just going to start off with a very basic question and well-known one. What is your favorite game? Let's see. I'm going to have to say Fallout 3. Love that game to death. Is there a specific reason why? Um, yeah, it was a game that got me through a lot of hard times. And it was just like a, like my first open world game. And I have some really great stories uh, about it and from it. Do you want to tell one of your favorite stories? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh so in Fallout 3, the, the premise of it is you leave this vault, and the world's ravaged by nuclear war. Uh, and so it's 200 years after all the bombs fell, so a lot of radiation's gone. Not all of it, but a lot of it. And so you sort of make your way around. You find this, like, one small town, and you're like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll chill here for a while. And then you got to go into, like, the, the larger ruins of the D.C. area. Um, but me being the idiot I was, I didn't know how to fast travel. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. So I walked to every quest marker. And Fallout 3 has this interesting um, has this interesting sort of uh, way to get around. It's the subway tunnels. Um, they have these subway tunnels. You go down into them, and they're full of, like, monsters and crap. And you got to fight your way through it to get to a different location that you wouldn't be able to get to normally. And me being me... Uh, I was horrified of the subway tunnels, so I completely avoided the main quest for, like, hours. And I would just walk around the wilderness looking for quests and quest markers. And finally, I was um, I had finally made it through the subway tunnels because I was finally high enough level that I wasn't scared of the crappy ghouls that were in the... Um, I wasn't scared of, like, the crappy ghouls in the subway tunnels anymore. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go through. And I realized, oh, this isn't too bad. You know, I just got to keep my light on and everything. And then I got out and I was like, all right, well, I've made it to this quest marker. I fetched the thing. I've got to go back. And I was looking at my map and I accidentally hit A on the icon of the location I was heading to next. And it goes, ah, would you like to fast travel? I was like, wait, what? And that's when I was like, oh, my gosh, I can freaking fast travel to anywhere that I have already previously discovered. Ooh, that's a, that's a fun way to realize that you can fast travel. I was halfway through the game, too. I was kind of pissed. I was like, gosh, dang it. <laughs> what did I know? Not... Yeah, no, that's definitely got to be a interesting experience. Um, expanding upon the, upon the first question, what is your close second? Ooh, a close second's going to have to be Black Ops 2. Or no, not Black Ops 2, Halo Reach. Uh, of course. Why? Am I, why did I think otherwise? Um, uh, for listeners of the audience, me and Ethan are best friends, of course, as I've hopefully mentioned. Um, and so, one of the things that uh, when we hang out in person is that we make we play Halo Reach, and we have made our own custom game mode. And oh boy, it's interesting to say the least. Oh yeah. It's uh, it's very very interesting. <laughs> um, 
So, of course, I'm not going to also leave myself out, viewers, so I will answer my own questions as well. So, my favorite game, of course, um, it's a very... Since technically I I gave myself some room to wiggle, I'll technically say this. My favorite game of all time has definitely got to be Borderlands 2. It's one of my absolute all-time favorite games. Um, And then I'll probably just also do myself. One of my best stories I've ever had is I was fighting this, or I was... I'm very much a kleptomaniac or um, not kleptomaniac for that one. I just do a lot of side quests before I do the main storyline. And so I was fighting this one boss and I was like level 50 and I was supposed to be like level three for that. And so I was just like, oh, boss, that's really hard whenever you're low level. Went up to him, just one shot at him. I was like, ah, it's very fun when you're just roaming around. You're like, ah, I can punch everything to death. <laughs> that is a great feeling. Yes, it's an awesome feeling. Uh, my close second one, as it's two actually, because Ethan knows recently I've gone back into them, uh, Darksiders 1 and 2, because uh, absolute all-time favorite um, second time game. I shouldn't say first, because technically I said Borderlands. So, for cutting unity. I left my journal. Hold on. Um, that's all my questions on it. <laughs> okay. Second question, what is your favorite type of game? Um, ooh, that's kind of a tie. I love, uh, like, I love open worlds. And so I think open world, like, RPG is my favorite. And a close second would have to be fighting games. Okay. For me, my definitely my favorite type of game is probably going to be either hack and slash games or first person shooters like god because who doesn't love just running around and third person just mindlessly just swinging stuff at enemies and just shooting people and hearing little kids rage after you kill them <laughs> dude death comms are my favorite addition to the cod uh game yep bro he's hacking no i'm not i'm just better at you than this game or the ones where it's just like ah he just screams, and you're just like, huh, I see that I have upset you in some form of way. <laughs> okay. Um, third question, what is your favorite or games that you like to watch through YouTube or Twitch or any streaming platform? Hmm. You know, I was, I was thinking about it, uh, like, actually recently watching games in general. Um, and I find that a lot of the games I enjoy are sort of, like, niche I love watching just sort of niche games, like ones that you, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain them other than like, uh, Bloons TD six. Uh, I like watching just, there's this YouTuber I watch who just does it like, and then I like watching like GTA five, um, content, which both games, both games, like, I don't know. I'm not like the biggest fans of, but I, some, something about watching that sort of content is like I can put it on and just eat or, you know, relax. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's a valid one. Yeah, what about you? Uh, for me, I'd probably say um, I'd probably say zombies. I do really like watching like Noah J456. Um, just because as much as the storyline, like there is no really like storylines with those games, I just love like the mindless just walking around trying to find Easter egg steps. And just doing that like those are just something that i can just be like hmm i like yeah i can just put on and just be like i'm okay like i don't need anything else 
just let me grab some drinks and some snacks real quick. Yeah. And I'll be good to go. Um, th- oh, sorry. Fourth question. What is a game that you wish you had? A game I wish I had. Hmm. Personally, I wish I really, uh, I, I really kind of wish I had, um, Doom Eternal. Love Doom yeah. Eternal to, to, to death. Um, I, I haven't gotten to play it yet. Um, just because $60, heavens. But, um, it's a, it's, it's definitely, sorry, I've got chicken nuggets in the oven. That's right. I'm a gamer. Anyway, it, it's definitely one of my, uh, <laughs> It, Doom is one of my favorite franchises of all time, and so I'd love to have Doom Eternal. Fair point. Um, what makes you love Doom so much? Just the aesthetic and the storyline. I love the um, like s- super cool characters who uh, like you know they don't they don't talk or they don't talk much, and they're like really OP, and they just sort of like beat the crap out of a lot of. Um, smaller enemies like with doom guy he's just shredding through uh demons and i like the story of it um you mean and... the story of his rat dying in him wanting vengeance <laughs> yeah his pet bunny ra- uh, daisy dies so he commits mass genocide against an entire race of demons so basically the john wick of video games yes um Okay, for me, the um, for me, my favorite game or wish game that I had, I had an answer to this, but my brain is definitely telling me that. Oh, um, I just literally had it and forgot it again. Gosh darn it, brain! Oh my god, what is it? We will come back to this question because for right now, I'm blinking incredibly. We will come back to this question, viewers, because apparently my brain is just not liking me. Um, apparently today is just going to be like that. Okay, so fifth, fifth question. All right, um, fifth question. Now we're going to go to the opposite spectrum. What is your most disliked game and close second? Disliked game and close second. All right. Well, I hate platformers in general, but I oh. I absolutely hated um, Rayman versus Rabbids. That's a game. Yeah. Um, hang on, let me. Yeah, Rayman versus Raving Rabbids. It was a DS game. It was a platformer, and I hated it so much. And then a close second would have to be um, probably I think Mario 3D Land. Mario 3D Land. Yeah, it had like the addition of like the cat suits and crap and I thought it was the worst thing ever. Worst thing in the world. Got it. Um, For me, my um, first time disliked game. Hold on. What was that? Uh, my 
brain power trying to think. Um, okay, we're just going to go with the one that pops in my head right now. Um, one of, it's not probably my all five every time I say, I'd probably say this is like a close third or second, but, um, which is blasphemy because it's the very opposite of what I'm going to say at the very beginning of this episode. Um, I very much don't like Darksiders 3 at all. <laughs> Um, not because the fe- uh, the main character is a female. I have no issue with that. She's epic. Her storyline's cool and everything. But oh my gosh, the mechanics and just the way everything is set up. I uh, I do not like the game at all. It just it's so weird. It makes it more Dark Souls. Like it doesn't feel like a Dark Siders game. It makes it feel like Dark Souls, which is not the aesthetic I want. <laughs> I want the aesthetic I'm playing. Like I'm a writer and actually being not overpowered to the extent where I'm like not having fun, but just to the extent where I'm like, I actually feel like I can do things and I'm not just stuck. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I'm a little hung up on getting into the souls genre. Like, you know, like bloodborne, dark souls. Uh, I'm trying to think there's a few Sekiro. Um, I'm sort of torn between wanting to get into those and not wanting to, because though I love games that are a challenge and like have a good deep story, there are there's also games where um, like I, I don't like it to be like so much of a challenge that I'm grinding over and over again just to beat one boss. Like I'd like to just fight things and like not have it be. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like it's just that's not my favorite mechanic ever. It's just like let's make something so hard that you have to literally spend like three hours just for like, just to get this one item just so you can barely just beat the boss. Like that's not a fun game. Um, yep. I don't have a second one at the moment. Probably Darksiders is probably just one of my least favorite time of games. Cause I don't really usually get games that I don't like by watching the trailer for, um, or I haven't grown up on. So I really don't have anything else. Um, my sixth question, what has been your favorite all-time mechanic in a game? Hmm. Like, it can be, like, multiple games have it. Um, like, for, here, I'll go, for, uh, for example, for me. Um, like, one of my all-time favorite things, like, in a game is the perfect dodge system, where it's just, like, you perfectly are so in tune with the game where it rewards you for doing a perfect dodge. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um. What was I gonna say? Oh, personally, my uh, <laughs> um, I like the Fallout drug system. <laughs> like the fact that just the logic behind it. Like, yeah, I snorted six lines of crystal meth, and now like my bullets do more damage. Like what? I I mean I see where you're coming from, but. <laughs> I still wasn't expecting drug system. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, yeah, like, just my personal favorite is the fact I'm currently playing Fallout New Vegas, which is a love-hate relationship. Um, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I find it hilarious, the fact that, like, my character, I... He, for the stream that I run, um, his name's Thomas Wimbledon, creator of tennis, killer of men, and general hazard of the wasteland. Um, and so I find it hilarious that I'm just high on like morphine and meth, and I'm just beating like people to death with a golf club, and absolutely no one cares. Because no one can probably stop you. <laughs> 
Like I walked into an NCR camp and I'm just like, all right, time to do meth. And then I walked around beating people to death with a golf club. Cause uh, Gave, true to Kaiser. That's a weird thing. Um, also with that, I probably should do this just because it's why not. Um, uh, if you guys are interested, go watch um, his streams and then I'm allowing you to plug. So Yeah, watch for streams at twitch.tv slash ghost underscore 1221. Uh, I'll be posting YouTube content as well at the ghost 1221. Yep. I still, okay, hold on. Pause before we continue on the video game subject. I remember when you first got that channel, Ethan. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was a time. Um, it took me a second. I was like, what, what was my first video? My first video was, I believe, um, PUBG mobile. Yep. It was, I believe it was PUBG mobile and then, and Pixel, then Gun. Pixel gun for a little bit. And then you did the two murder mystery games. Yeah. That was those were <laughs> interesting <laughs> to say the very least. Um, okay. Back to the subject to get video games. Um what do you prefer in graphics? Do you prefer more realistic or do you prefer cartoonish or between? Hmm. That's hard because it really depends on the game for me. Like, there are some games, like Doom, where I love how realistic it is to just pull somebody's spine out and beat them with it. Because um, I'm like, oh, damn, that's gory, but also, like, amazing. But then there's other games, like Smash, where, yeah, it's cartoony. And, like, you could just, like, I'm Bowser, I'm drop-kicking King K. Rule off the stage. Um, and then, mm-hmm. like... But, like, also... Um, there's a freaking jet that just flew over my house. Mm, fun. It was an A10. <laughs> but um, basically, like, it, it really depends on the game. But I love uh, realism in graphics. Okay. So real. So would you say realism over um, other things or it just depends? It, it really depends. Like, I can't put one over the other because, like, I don't know, like Mario. I wouldn't want like a super hyper realistic Mario because that'd be kind of scary. But like, on the other hand, I wouldn't want like a super cartoony Fallout game because I'd be like, oh, you, like, where's the where's the meth and golf clubs? I don't know if that's what you want to say. <laughs> um, but no, I get where you're coming from. Okay. Um. I honestly probably say I probably got to agree with you a little bit um, that it really does depend on what you're playing. Um, but I'd have to say for me, sometimes I feel like I would rather much want realistic over um, cartoonish games, even though I'm literally playing a game that is more cartoonish than realistic. But um, I just. I love being able to see everything in hyper detail. Like I love details of games that you can just like physically see. It's just one of those things where it's just like, I don't, I feel more satisfied after pl- playing or watching a game that just makes me like, it's just, eye candy. where you just, you're just so like, Oh, like, you're so focused on details. It's just amazing. 
like Ghost of Tsushima is the best one I could bring up. Oh yes, Ghost of Tsushima. That's the game I wish I had. That's what I was thinking of. Ghost yeah, of Tsushima that, is the game I wish I had. That game, I watched uh, the uh, somebody play it on P on the on the PS4 and whatnot, and it was or PS5, I think. I don't know. It was just good. Like it was just insanely detailed. The environment, like I really wanted to be there. And like they even had like the fraying of the ropes and the slight chips and the katana blades, and I was just infatuated with how realistic and how good it was. Yeah. No. Okay. Um. Yes, that's the game I wish I had. I was like, I remember it had something to do with swords. Um. Okay. Now let's get onto a little bit different subject, more different or different type of video games. Can you or do you like or play at all scary games? Ooh, this is an interesting subject for me because I have a love-hate relationship with horror games. I love the stories behind horror games and like playing through them and watching through them. But I also absolutely hate jump scares. Like I just don't think it's a good way to um <laughs> I just don't think it's a good way to uh like scare someone like yeah it, it's like oh no a big loud noise and sudden jump at you but like i just eh. but on the other hand i love psychological horror games where it's like oh my gosh like this is just genuinely creepy um so it's a love-hate relationship but i love I, yeah i like scary games i think i think that they're one of the best genres of game I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I absolutely am a wuss to scary games. I cannot play a single scary game ever. Um, even on um, just normal like console or watching horror games, I can't. I'm just too. I'm. I just don't have that ability to watch horror games. But this is not my forte. There, I'd much rather just be able to sit back and enjoy a game without me thinking, ah, oh, crap, I'm about to get scared in three, two, one. I, uh, I think it's interesting. I think that the, um, the reason I, I sort of had a fascination with horror movies, um, like I, I still do. I have a fascination with like horror movies as well as like horror games. So I think those two link together, but like, um, for me, at least I like, uh, I, I sort of picked this up from one of my favorite streamers, um, uh, moist critical love the guy he tries he when he plays scare games he tries to beat the jump scares by like yelling and so i'm sort of like it sort of helps me handle jump scares if i try and beat them by also yelling at the screen i, I mean i see where that's coming from like i see the idea of that um of yelling at your screen before your screen yells at you um <laughs> I mean, the worst time that I've actually, like, jump-scared-wise um, is actually when I was playing when FNAF was still a big thing and the the more realistic game came out. I'm trying to think of what it was called. Um, the menu was, like, the doorways had different mechanics every level. Um, I'm not too well-versed in the FNAF games. It was it was a fan-man game. Like, it wasn't by the main person or by Scott. But it was a fan-made game, but it was really good and, like, detailed. And it was actually, like, really high, super realistic. But I could not beat the first level at all. And I was so scared. Of, like, I was physically shaking. At one of the jump scared, I literally jumped out of my chair and fell to the floor. I was so scared. 
Like it's, I, I can't deal with scary games at all. Like I'm a complete and utter wuss. It comes to them. The only reason why I play them is because we've made a pack. And going into my <laughs> next subtopic, VR. Oh, VR horror games have their own cup of tea. They're a horror genre. I legitimately just don't like. It's not that I don't like, but I I love and hate it at the same time. I'm like, oh, sweet. Uh, VR horror, but I'm also like, ah. And yes. so, um, you know, VR is definitely the future. I, I, w- I can't wait for the haptic response system to VR. I was watching a guy develop his own haptic gloves where, like, he literally it stops his hand so it makes him feel like as if he's actually holding, like, an object. Oh yeah, I'm I'm so excited when that becomes a feature, um, because uh, viewers, I own a he- VR headset. It's one of the like my few favorite objects I have in my house, where I'm just like yes, um, and so VR is so much. It's it's so much better than um, than just normal video like console games, like even computer games. Like it's so it's so much fun to be able to virtually look around an entire world and be more surreal in it. Um, And so when you talk about VR horror games where you have 360 audio and um, 360 vision and full movement and everything is right in your face, VR horror games are a whole new level of scares. And you might yeah. be thinking, like, oh, Xander and Ethan, Dr. Corky are just being a bunch of, like, wusses. Go look up a VR horror game. Or go buy a headset and then come tell us that. Because yeah, I very fun. much feel very much feel that you would not be saying that once you've actually experienced VR horror. Yeah, it's very scary. Um, continuing on with the VR, like, subject... What has been your favorite VR game? Super Hot, by far. I love the game to death. Um, the console game was good. The Super Hot VR was even better. Like being at, like in slow motion, dodging bullets, picking up like objects, and just like it makes you feel like John Wick. Mm, good. Um, honestly, one of my favorite games I I literally just bought. Um, is actually just called Just um, Until You Fall. It's a medieval-type-ish game where you have weapons. And as much as it's not like true combat where you have to predict where your people are, uh, the enemy's going, it's so much fun to be able to uh, like physically move, to actually swing and hit. Um, and it's it's very hot. Like it's VR makes you sweat already because you're just like, something's literally stuck onto your face. But VR is also a great source of exercise because you actually have to fully move sometimes. And it's it's just really fun. VR is just one of the rare things that if you do have it, be glad you do. Because it's one of the most interactive things that you can do in games. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of like the ends of my, of my questions. Do you have any questions, Ethan? You want to bring? Yeah. Um, I have a few. Um, how do you feel about game modding? Like when people export or import mods into their games? Good question. Um, I love it when people mod just because it makes it, especially if like they don't mod to become powerful, they mod just for the fun of it. 
I honestly think my philosophy when it comes to mods is beat the game without mods first to get the true experience of the game. And then mod the crap out of it to have more fun. Like, I'm completely and utterly fine with mods. But if you don't actually play the game normally, like, what's the point of mods then? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in the same, like, boat there. Um, like, personally, I'm like, yeah, yeah, mods are cool and all. Um, and mod, mod, mods, like, they're, they're nice. Um, one of my favorite, like, mods to always have is when people add the, like, more detail or realistic ray tracing into Skyrim. Just because it looks beautiful. And I'm like, man, that's like a fantasy world that I would love to be in. Xander, how do you feel about the mindset that this game is better with mods? Or you have to play the game with mods to actually enjoy the game? How do you feel about that sort of like player mindset? I'd probably say it depends on the game. Because there are some games that you can just play without mods and it's extremely fun. Um, and then, of course, there there are games that do get a little bit better with mods, but I really don't like that mindset. It's just one of those things where it's like, if you don't get the true experience of the game, either it'd be bad or good, and you forcibly have to play with mods, then it's either what's the point of the game being even made without those, and what's the point of even modding it then to actually have fun? Yeah. If that was easy to follow. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Um, I think personally, like, for me, I hate the mindset where it's like, oh, well, yeah. somebody's like, I don't know, I just don't really like the game. And somebody else is like, oh, well, you can only really enjoy the game on mods. If the game isn't good base that you have to, like, change it with, a, like, a big game-changing mod for you to actually enjoy it, then it's not really you enjoying the game. It's you enjoying this new form of the game, which isn't bad per se but i hate like the mindset where it's like oh well the game's only good with mods because you should like the base game like you should enjoy the base game even if it's like 18 years old and it's a little little retro in its game styles it's still like it still should be a good game without mods mm -hmm. good one uh do you have others hmm all right, this is, uh, I just, uh, you know, I just recently saw this, but D&D's coming out with, um, well, its own, their own game. Um, it seems to be sort of like a hack and slash dungeon type game, which makes sense for D&D. &D. Um, I don't know if you've seen the trailer yet for it or not. It's called like the Dark Something, right? I've, I've seen it. Yeah, Dark Something. Um, hang on, let me... It's like Dark Alliance or something, I believe. Where's it coming? Um, hang on. New D and D video game. Uh, I think it's. I think it's Dark Alliance. Yeah, Dark Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. It seems to be sort of a hack and slash. How do you feel about this? Being somebody who like plays D and D. It's a hard question to ask. Um. Honestly, I'm kind of skeptical about it because of the fact of D&D is it's very mechanically based and it's very hard 
um, I feel like to make a game that gets close to have the fun of true D and D. So I'm I'm just very skeptical skeptical about it because I feel like they're gonna try to do they're trying to, I feel like they're gonna get a little too ambitious about it. Yeah, I'm definitely skeptical too. It looks good though. I've always sort of wanted a D and D port into like the video game world. I've always wanted to be like, oh, you know, like have a game where you can play a high adventure sort of hack and slash slash um, story with your friends. I'm afraid that you're gonna it might lose the D and D feeling of like a story and just have you running around killing things, which is all mm-hmm. right, but it's not. Um, It's not like um, I I think I know what you're going for. Yeah, it's not like true D and D. It's uh, it's just. Eh. I also feel like with D and D though, I think the thing that makes D and D also really fun is the fact that each story is unique. Yeah, like you never play the same campaign twice. As much as you can be like, oh, I've had like I fought dragons. Where'd you fight the dragon? What was the dragon's name each time? Like, what kind of dragon was it? Like, yeah, you can have so much, like, same experiences, but the story is unique every time you play. And so I feel like if D&D is going to come out with a game, I feel like it's going to be very linear. Like, it's, I feel like it's going to be, like, it is going to be, like, side quests and everything, but, like, I don't, I'm just afraid that there's, it's going to be a one-story tracked thing. Mm-hmm. I think that it may start off as like one story. And I think that the the good thing about it is that it being D and D, they can add on modules. I like, like release sort of like, um, basically, uh, w- what I'm thinking at least is what they could do is you have like that base game and then you could just literally play different stories in it. Like same engine, same game, like almost like DLCs, but bigger. So, like, you could have the first in the main story be, like, ah, oh, Dark Alliance. Um, you know, you're, you're fighting, like, Storm Giants or whatever. And then the next one being, like, ah, oh, the Beholder's Eye, and you fight Beholders and, like, stuff. And you can, you can just have these, like, huge levels and huge stories so that you're not playing the same game over twice, but you and your friends can pick one to play with. Fair point. Um, I mean, that's just this is just gonna have to be the thing where we just have to see, like, yeah, because that's Definitely that's gonna be a lot of, yeah, like, well, just have to, yeah, it's just gonna be one of those things where we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens, because nothing for sure is going to be like, I don't know, we'll just have, yeah, it's just one of the things we're just gonna have to wait and see. That was a good question. Yeah. Do you have a third, or? I think that's all my questions so far. Okay. Um, I kind of don't have any more questions anymore. Um, I mean, the only other really thing is, uh, I would just guess, like, do you want to share any more funny stories you have of video games? Do you just want to... Um, anything along those lines? Or I think you... I've, got, I've got a pretty good story. Um, for those who don't know, like, me personally, um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a satirical guy. I, I like making jokes and, like, uh, comments on like society and stuff and so I was streaming Fallout New Vegas and playing through the Brotherhood of Steel um, quest line of it and I was like alright time to go uh, find um, 
time to go time to go find these different parts for these the, the bunker in different vaults and there's a vault in Fallout New Vegas called Vault 22 and it's um well it's full of plants and like fungus zombies and crap and I didn't know this and so I walk in and it in the sign says the plants kill turn back now and I was like um what so I sort of walked through into the vault and I was like, all right, this isn't too bad. And I keep descending and I'm reading these logs and it's like, oh, some weird infection spread from the caves. Well, that's weird. And I was like, oh, there's this huge cave underneath the vault that I can't reach currently, but like probably an entrance farther down. And then I get to the last entry and it's just like 60 people have died and their corpses have come back covered in like lichen and fungus. And I'm just like, um, I was like, ah, oh, well, uh, <laughs> but, um, my companion, his name's Rawl, and I'm like, and we get, and Rawl is just this old ghoul guy, but, like, we, we get to the entrance of the cave after fighting our way through everything, and we find the air filtration units, which was what I was coming to get anyway, I was like, all right, time to leave, and I look over, and Rawl is sprinting into the plant in Newton praying mantis and fungus zombie infested cave just fighting everything i'm like raw please i've run out of drugs i can't fight any more things and then and i was like you know what screw it and i popped like three sodas ran in there with a katana and just started cutting everything to pieces mm. um didn't you also have an incident with an invisible death claw yes oh my gosh one of the first things that I had, um, one of the first, like, uh, one of the first experiences I ever had in Fallout 3, I made it into the city, and um, I, I made it into the city, and I was, uh, you know, just, just being me, and um, I was walking around, and I was like, huh, my, my, my tracker says that there's something moving. I was like, that's weird. And so I was looking around and I, and I look over and I see a cage. It, it's a death claw cage and it's open. Um, and I was like, uh, and I was like, wait a second. I was like, now hold on. I was like, those, when they're usually open, that means the death claws out and around somewhere. And so I'm looking around and I've pulled out my heavy weapons at this point and I get to the edge of the water and I hit the VATS button. And it locks on, and because the thing's invisible, it's got a 0% hit chance, but I see it. It's a death claw under the water, invisible. And I was just like, uh. And so I just started running. I was like, nope, 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 nope. And death claws are very fast. And so it came out of the water and just threw me across DC. And I was like, all right, screw this. And I shot it with three mini nukes. <laughs> Mini nukes, the very invention of Fallout. Just ah, something's getting in my way. Time to pull out, big boy. Um, yeah, those are video games are great, aren't they? Yep. One of the very few things that keep me entertained throughout the day. Um. Well, I think that's gonna end this episode. Um, Ethan, thank you for join uh joining me and being my very first guest on the podcast. Yeah, no problem. This was fun. Thank you. Um, also, for the listeners, I'm also a part of a different podcast called Schools Out Podcast. 
which Ethan is also a part of. This is why I asked him to do this with me. Um, so if you also want to keep hearing more from Ethan and also see a little bit more of me, go check out the Schools Out podcast. Yeah, definitely check it out. But yeah, um, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for coming back to the Dr. Corky's podcast, where I will interview more people, talk to you about some certain subjects by myself, and yeah, be a nerd. Thanks for coming, and thank you for listening to me and Ethan talk. This is Dr. Corky signing off. Later.